Hello and welcome to uh, this episode of the Like, Click and Share podcast, um, episode two in fact. I'm Darren Winter and with me are Gemma Walton and Emma Kraus. Hi both. Hi, Hi everyone. Hi. And if, if this is, come on. Oh sorry, I thought it was me, Darren. If this is your first time listening, um, I'm Gemma. Um, we all work in marketing and communications whether as business owners or freelancers. And we're here to talk you through the latest big topics in marketing and how they can grow business, whether you're a freelance business owner or just interested in how marketing can help you. And I'm Emma, and I'm here just to say a big thank you for listening to us. And hopefully you'll find this podcast helpful and interesting. Helpful and interesting. We'd love to hear your comments and questions. So you can email us. You can email me, emma at ducodigital.com. Or you can find us on social media via Twitter, Facebook, Instagram, or LinkedIn. We've got it all covered. Um, or just search for Duco Digital. All the links are in the show notes. And please don't forget to hit subscribe so you can automatically receive this every episode. You'll never miss an episode. And uh, you'll be with us each month right now. Thank you. Brilliant. Thank you so much. Um, so uh, the topic of this episode is how to capture and retain audiences on social media. So uh, an interesting topic. Um, so what tips uh, can we give to our listeners to use um, social media feeds to help them engage users more um, in their kind of daily social media activity? So Emma, you're going to kick off with Instagram. Uh, Gemma is going to give us some tips about live video, which uh, is going to be great because um, uh, that's definitely been a trend during um, COVID. Um, and I'm going to do a, a roundup on LinkedIn um, with a couple of things that you perhaps definitely maybe don't know about LinkedIn that you could use on your profile. So there should be something here for everybody. Um, so Emma, over to you. So it's such a huge um topic I think capturing and retaining audiences and engaging them I think the one thing I would say all the time and I find myself saying to people all the time is remember it's called social media for a reason and so um, you must be social so you must capture and you must retain and you must engage you must answer people back the same and, and say hello they're just exactly the way you would in real life and that it's social media for that very reason um, I particularly love Instagram. That's my home. I think it's because I'm a 40-year-old woman. <laughs> um, but I, um, that's that's where I particularly like. And I think it just, I like the, the aesthetic of Instagram and the way it works. And so that's where I naturally like to talk and like to, to, to land. Um, I think Instagram has its goal in holding your attention and uh, you have to talk about Instagram in 2021 with the factor and the introduction of Reels. Um, Reels is was born in 2020, some say, as a as a response to TikTok and the growth of um, their ability to make short, engaging videos. And so Instagram um, Reels came out of that. It was a development of Instagram Stories that then became IGTV, and then uh, again into Instagram Reels. Did you ever use IGTV? I used it a couple of times. I didn't think it was that good, to be honest. Yeah, I've used it to return to other things that other people have done. So 
conversations that people have had as live talks, but I haven't been able to watch them at that time. Um, yeah. So it's a good way to view longer, um, almost like a webinar, longer pieces of streaming that you can go back to and watch. So I've used it quite a lot like that. Um, but it, but the reel is, I suppose, an edited version. It's a way to edit quick videos inside Instagram as a platform, isn't it? As, as it yeah. said, add funky winting and to add all your captions and, and um, music. Um, so it's just a way to edit that within within the platform. Um, but it is definitely true for capturing attention, stopping that scroll, getting people to engage very quickly. And you can be very clever to, uh, to, to get a message across and do it in quite a, a funky aesthetic, if you want to, or very easy. I used it this week to um, learn how to paint over some frog tape without getting a bleed. <laughs> yeah, I am. Uh, and then um, <laughs> so it's really good. But So it is just very clever for that. Um, do you want to tell people what you do? Because you, you, you've got your own business, haven't you? And in interiors and, and crafts and things like that. So I um, own Light Up North, which makes EL Neon lights for, for basically the interior market. And so we are constantly working to innovate new products and we're constantly working to, to be, hold our space in an interiors market. Um, and we've had a lot of success on Instagram, but just because it's a natural home where people want to, to look for, for good photo, photography and good aesthetics. So it's been a good place for us to sell our product. Um, and Reels, we've been playing with them and starting to use them. It's about confidence, the same as it is for us, for everybody and wanting to do something that's good. I really love the work of Helen Perry, helenperry.com, and she's on Instagram as Helen Perry, and her tagline is, just bloody post it. Do it, just post it, and it doesn't have to be perfect. And so but you should definitely do that with your reels. You should just start doing them, and it, it doesn't have to be some kind of MGM studio production. It really is a 15 to 30 second amateur collection of videos, so you can just show your face and show your product and show the process a little bit, a bit of your brand story, and it's just an easy way you can do that on your phone. So for small businesses, it's ideal and cheap and flexible and accessible and, and a really great way to, to build your brand and increase your growth. It's very difficult to grow on Instagram. It's much harder than it used to be now. However, Reels is a good way to be found and you can still be found with hashtags. And it's a, it's a better way to grow your following than through stories you don't you can't it's hard to grow your following that way but reels is a great way because you'll be found through the explore app and um it's a, it's a good way to grow to new audiences with reels so if it just because not everybody may have used reels before okay. then so if say i'm just posting my normal regular content on instagram like images and then if i do a reel will that go in the same feed or that goes in a different feed so you have within your mainstream feed, you can yeah. yes, you post it, and then you can also post it onto your story. But then within the Instagram app, it will be posted within the Explorer part of Instagram. So new people will find your find you 
and, and increase your audience that way. Whereas it's very difficult to do that just through stories. It is through your post as long as your hashtag strategy is right. Yeah. We should talk about that, come back in a few weeks' time, everybody, and we'll talk hashtags then. But, yeah. uh, <laughs> and we'll really help you with that. But in terms of right now, in terms of capturing and retaining your audience on Instagram, it's all about reels. And it's a return, I think, to Instagram's roots of authenticity and it being the instant nature of it. And, and they want every Instagram's audience just wants handmade videos, homemade authentic videos of your of your brand, of your of, of what you're there to do. So so yeah, what, what, what I'll do, I'm going to see if I can try and get a link to one of your Instagram reels. I'm going to pop it in the show notes. Hopefully we can do that or just point people in your direction and they can see what you're doing with reels to give yeah. them some uh, motivation, give them some ideas. I did one on Sunday. Um, it's a little bit off my brand, off my off Light Up North, but it's quite a good one. I did one about my vaccine, having my vaccine on Sunday. And wow. the whole I had one, um, so all of Sunday, uh, but I felt, I was quite surprised how my vaccine took me, to be honest. Uh, like, um, I, when the day came, I, was, <laughs> I just had this massive gratitude all day long. I was so excited to be having it. I did, I, 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 it was a very, <laughs> again, a very off podcast. <laughs> it's the, whole, like, the whole day. So I decided to make a reel about it because it became like this happy vaccine day for me. And, um, and I just left with overwhelming side effects of gratitude. I, I got quite a <laughs> I think I captured it very well in a reel I, and I didn't really mean to there's a bit about I was on the beach with my kids in the morning and um, <laughs> and then I had my vaccine you see it you can see me having my vaccine in this reel um and I, I think you've been I think you've been for the wrong vaccine honestly go and have it again so and my reel I thought worked brilliantly and um, I, I saw your real mind I did like I did like your reel but I did wonder which vaccine you've been for <laughs> oh yeah was a vaccine. my vaccine experience <laughs> wasn't like that <laughs> I, I honestly I was out of the house about six minutes the kids didn't even realize I'd been <laughs> they were like I got home and the children were like are you going crying say no i'm not gonna die anymore it's okay <laughs> yeah. <laughs> yeah check out the reel yeah what's your next couple of tips um <laughs> so that's my that's my got to engage and you've got to grow with real uh instagram's advice is that you should post four to seven reels a week which is quite a lot um yeah. and and i think it's like all things on social media it feels overwhelming to begin with um, but the the more you do it the easier it becomes and actually I got my 12 year old to help me do the editing on that role put the, the writing in the right place and these are all just skills that the more you do them the more you turn up on camera the more comfortable you will feel and all of those things so you really are talking about a 30 second boost of burst of uh content and and it and it's really effective also the other last really important point is that instagram reels the same as tiktok or any kind of video is evergreen content 
you are making it once and is searchable forever. So you can use it on different platforms. You can move it from TikTok, you can use it to um, YouTube, you can use it to Pinterest, but that content is not going to disappear. Whereas if you do a, um, a post, a static post um, in other places, such as Facebook, Instagram, Mainfeed, Twitter, LinkedIn, that is going to disappear very quickly. So all that work that you're putting into that post has quite a, a short lifespan, a little expectancy, whereas uh, Reels are evergreen content, so they stay forever. So they're going to be viewed much more frequently and over a much longer lifespan. So the energy, again, as a small business that you put into creating this content is going to serve you longer. And I, I love that about them. So when you, so just again, just to, for anybody who doesn't know, like when you're sharing videos and um, content on Instagram, you can just click the little slider buttons and click it for Twitter um, and Facebook. So you, you can get kind of the, the um, post on the other channels at the same time as your Instagram one. But you're saying on Reels that obviously you can maybe, you can re-download, can you re-download that, that video content you've created and put that onto Pinterest and YouTube then? Yeah, ah, you, can okay. onto your, you can save it onto your phone and you can and repurpose it elsewhere. And also oh, save it in your Instagram comments, uh, in your highlights as uh, Reels and stuff, and they, they will be explorable. They will be... Uh, they're easier to find for far longer. They will serve you longer. And so that you're still using hashtags. You're still using yeah. all of these um, tools to get your, your content found, but it will deliver for a much longer lifespan than a one-off post. And um, Gemma, we were talking between all of us, weren't we, just before we started recording today, that um, you were saying that you spend quite a lot of time on Instagram. So do you use Reels yourself? Um, I, I haven't used Reels myself, not for any particular reason. I haven't posted a lot on social media recently. Um, not because I, I just felt that I haven't had that much to share because of yeah. everything else that's been going on. Do you know what I mean? So yeah. you haven't been out everywhere. So there hasn't been that. And I don't want to put, I haven't wanted to put loads of content that's like old posts, you know, like from time hop and stuff. So I've, yes. I haven't shared a lot of stuff recently, but I do spend probably the most time scrolling through TikTok and the most time scrolling through Instagram and watching Reels um, and probably the least amount of time, although I do spend a little bit of time having a look at Twitter. Um, Facebook, I probably am on the very least. Um, and link LinkedIn, I do spend a little bit more time on, obviously, because it's like work-related. But I think the content on Instagram um, and TikTok really appeals to me. I'm quite into like photography and videos. And I think, again, like what Emma, you alluded to earlier on, um, it's the like authenticity, it's seeing people, it's being able to see what kind of person they are, what kind of personality this brand has. Is it the kind of brand that you want to like go and buy something from? Do you like what they say? Do you like what they're doing? And I think it's the real, like, Instagram and TikTok and obviously Instagram Reels, it's the way for a brand to show their personality. Um, and I think everything now is leaning towards these 50 second videos, 30 second videos, minute long videos, short form content, as opposed to um, 
the longer form content that you'll see on YouTube and stuff. I still think there's a market for it, but I think people, it's a, it's a time thing as well, isn't it? People have yeah. got time to do 15 seconds, 30 seconds a minute, rather than sitting down and doing like an hour long video that YouTubers might have done a few years ago. Everything's changed and changed quite, quite quickly. And it's, I mean, it's a lot of time. I mean, Emma, Emma was just saying there, but it's a lot of time to think about creating a video, let alone sort of creating maybe like half an hour, an hour or hour and a half. And um, I think the whole hype, isn't it, about kind of videos that you, you know, the media says almost makes it look easy that you can earn millions of dollars or pounds on YouTube. But actually, mm-hmm. it's really tough. I, I know I've listened to a lot of other podcasts um, particularly music and, and gaming, where people put their literally giving up their jobs and doing this like daily for years and hardly not making very much money. Um, so yeah, it's it, yeah. Don't feel that this is really easy. You do have to have a strategy and you have to have a bit of a niche. Um, I feel that to, to make the success of this. And what we definitely saw in the pandemic when suddenly advertising. Um, Companies were shut down and people couldn't go out and film glossy adverts in the street and everything. Yeah. We definitely saw a growth of user-generated content. We definitely saw big brands turning to influencers, making stop-motion things on their films, on their yeah. cameras at home. And I've seen some really, really incredible content made by creative people literally in their sitting rooms with their iPhones. And and that is a, a huge trend for all digital marketing, the small brands and little brands who basically have the same, it's the biggest leveler ever, isn't it, that these people have this, had for six months the same opportunities. It wasn't about budget or access to glossy studios anymore. It was about what you could whip up in your kitchen with your phone and I've seen some really incredible user generated content that that's not going to go backwards people have enjoyed that and that's been a um, a relief out of the pandemic this this return to um authentic content absolutely um so with that said so Gemma you've got some tips about live video in that for us yeah so I think these are probably relevant to live going live on Instagram going live on Facebook um one fact that I did come across was 82% of people prefer live video from a brand over a standard social media post but obviously with live video there are a lot of challenges um so some of the challenges that you have are low figures delayed starts people don't introduce themselves you don't know what you're there for um people get distracted when they're trying to get set up sometimes people don't realize that they've gone live um, and they've got <laughs> there and they're <laughs> waiting yeah. for people to come and they're already out there um they go straight into the content without giving anybody like any reason for them to be there um and they just go sometimes just go off on a tangent and it's like what you said at the start of yours Emma, social media so it's, it's about engaging with people so even though you are going live and people go live for many reasons you know you can go live because you want to have a if if you're a celebrity you want to have a chat with your fans you want to give them the chance to get to know you and again that's the same with a brand and um, you might want to do that as well you might have a new product or service that you want to sell um but it's 
it's quite it, it it is quite difficult but I think it's about being attractive to your audience about being authentic to your audience about your it's about your audience being able to reach you and knowing like I guess what's in it for them you know what are they going to get out of it if they're giving up their time so I think one of the things that's quite difficult with lives are um people who your audience can become very easily distracted so you're not always getting that engagement sometimes they talk amongst themselves in the live stream in the chat you know so you're trying to read through to see if you've got any questions or what people are saying but really they're just talking they're talking to each other um yeah so i think there were a few like things i think even with a live it's the same as with a with a video like what you were just saying before about um you do still have need to have some structure to your short form videos to your reels to your tiktoks um so that is the same for your live stream as well so i would say there's probably a bit of a structure to that so you want to give people um an introduction let people know even though the people who are on there probably do know who you are there will be some people who don't so you want yeah. to set the scene um introduce yourself say why why you're there what the purpose of the day is live in um what you do how you can help people um and then while you're i don't know promoting your product or service or just having um a chance to go live just to engage with your audience you're asking people to comment things or maybe comment things about your brand why do they like it um what do they think about the new product that you're discussing at the minute um so you're getting that engagement for people you can see what they say you're asking them questions um about them um having some calls to action in there as well because people do need to know what they need to do either mm -hmm. to join you for the next live whether or not it's to sign up to an event whether or not it's to follow you they need you need to tell people so you need a really strong call to action in there as well um and then you need to have like a i guess like an outro as well the same as with your video so something that you say at the end so a, a bit like you do at the end of a podcast or a bit like you do at the end of um a video case study where you tell people where they can follow you and the different channels that you're on give your video link um so i think it is i think it's all about having a bit of structure you shouldn't just go live almost like for the sake of going live you know i think yeah. <laughs> like yeah. a, a brand really can't just be going like like you wouldn't want to go live just when you're out at the club darren do you know what i mean <laughs> on a, on a no. night for no reason <laughs> but you might want to go you, you would want to go live to talk about um how you could help people with a new website you know or some of the AI courses that you do, um, but it is—I I do think—it is very much about the structure and the authenticity. Yeah, I think it's really important just to take that, and it doesn't need to be very long. And like no. Gemma just said, really, if you think back to, well, if you're like in your thirties and forties, think back to when you were at school. You you write a story, beginning, middle, and end, and it's the same with any social media post. You mm -hmm. need like this bit at the beginning what it what it's about um like the introduction and then kind of the main body and then kind of like either link or click or there's going to be an instruction about what you want people to do unless you're just saying you know you're just throwing something out there for the sake of throwing it out there but if you tend to do too much of that it just won't it'll just fizzle out anyway um i often see lots of social media posts going out especially on twitter 
and uh, just give an example there there was one the other day that was was talking about an, an event um it was a sales event um but actually didn't put a link to the website so they say come and see our great sort of sales event and it's like well where is it like there's no details of when it was what the actual you know what was going on or so then you have to hunt and a lot of people just won't bother so you you kind of miss that opportunity um, but there's quite a few of them on their feed. And it's almost like somebody just forgotten to put the the last little bit there. Um, and it can happen when you're really busy and you're writing lots of these posts or if somebody's just hassling you to get something out, you do just rush it through. I think taking a few uh, extra seconds to either reread it or give it to somebody else or come back to it the next day, which I often feel is sometimes the best thing. And then you know, um, hopefully you want to get it right first time do you reckon Emma? yeah and i'm i think clarity an important part of engagement is clarity people know why they are there to follow you and they want you to deliver that and and it's fine they won't follow you if you're not delivering what they're looking for if you're trying to sell them neon lights but go on about your vaccine all day they're not they're not there to hear about their vaccine they're here to to see about your neon lights so if you and they won't follow you so clarity is an important part of that and being helpful so exactly that you're trying to promote your sale but aren't helpful for how to find that sale people just move on to the next thing because you they it's harder to stop scrolling than it is to 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 engage so you've got to stop their scroll and clarity and engagement is an important part of that it's hard i i know it's really hard but but that's the bit to nail brilliant um gem have you got anything else you want to add on live video um i think i've got a couple of facts because i know people talk a lot about like facebook almost not being over um but not being a channel that people particularly use as much as the likes of Instagram and TikTok now. Um, but I do know that a lot of people use Facebook for live and particularly for like live events. Yeah. Um, and I've got just a couple of figures here that made me like think, wow, that I wouldn't have even thought that. But 700 million people use Facebook events to market their events, even virtual ones. Wow. And 35 million people view a public event on Facebook every day. Which I was really, which I was really shocked at when I yeah. came when I came across that. But I do think um, the 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 short form video content, the stories, um, the going live is key now because I I do think people do want to. It's not just about like old school. I mean it I, it is, but it's I think it's less important making sure that like your brand the like the colors are bang on the logos there it's more about seeing the like the people behind the brand and how the brand is what kind of personality the brand's got do you relate to the brand do they stand yeah. for the same kind of social values and things that you stand for can you see behind the scenes does it look like the type of place that either you might want to work so you would want to buy from them, you know? Um, yeah. I think it's less about making sure that everything is perfect. And I think now people, it's not. It, it doesn't matter if you make a mistake when you're on a live. It doesn't matter if you make a mistake when you're doing a podcast because it's real. 
you know it's it's real it, it's real people having like real conversations and i think that's what people want they want to see like brands that they can relate to um and even like going back to what you were saying before about like influencers and stuff and being able to sell products and services during the pandemic and that there's different so many different levels of influencers now from like people right at the top to like i think they call them nano influencers now that might only have a few thousand followers but they they're also the type of people that brands want to reach out to and give stuff to to promote on instagram because they have got a big following and they, they will be able to influence their following to be able to i don't know buy that hoodie or buy that hat or like sign up for this event or whatever i think it's there's been a there's been a real shift i think there's still obviously you've got the i don't know like the j paul the town of Monjos, the charlie d'amelio's people like that but then you've got influences on a much much smaller scale that you might know um yeah. because you worked with them or you're just friends with them you know i think there's and i think there's been a shift away from maybe something like some bigger type celebrities because they are very expensive brands now can't afford them because some of them when you see how much they're making per post on instagram it's like <laughs> it's crazy money mm, yeah. you know whereas the the nano influencers like they've friends they've got a more of a, a loyal following i think because you do actually know the person yeah as opposed to just following the person and watching their like celebrity lifestyle and there is a big question over plus the ethical use of influencers i think you know just as a whole but also just for um brands as well because like you said the longevity and it's based mm -hmm. upon cost um i yeah it's it's very questionable um what you can actually get back on the return on investment um well we're, we're approaching time and um i just want to share a few tips just on linkedin before um we close up and there's some good some good ones here um so first one i'm going to kick off with is that did you know you could have a separate language on your profile in linkedin so this is great if you're bilingual or if you're thinking of expanding um, your business overseas um, and I'm going to put the link um, to how to follow the steps. It's very, very easy. It doesn't do the translation for you, um, so you will have to get it translated. We do recommend you don't just use Google Translate to translate your profile because it does throw up some interesting things in local languages. So maybe just pay somebody you know, on Fiverr or Freelancer or something like that just to get it right for you. It'd be very embarrassing to kind of use the wrong terms unless you're um, reasonably um, competent in that language. Um, so that's the first one. Um, the second one, maybe some people know about this, but I was training somebody, somebody a few months ago and they didn't really understand this. So, but, so it's obvious to maybe, maybe not to others, but if you're overhauling your LinkedIn profile, if you're updating that, you can set it to private mode um, just for a short, term, a short time. Just uh, go to privacy settings and edit your profile's public visibility levels. Um, until you're ready to, to give it to everybody. And that's the same with your jobs as well in education. I think education now uh, doesn't automatically trigger a notification, but you're definitely, if you're starting a new job, if you don't want people to know, you can just turn it off before you save the update on your profile. So that's um, a little tip there if that works for you. Um, and the final one here, um, which I 
I always forget about this, um, but I think it's, it's probably my best tip today. So if you're on LinkedIn, did you know you can measure the strengths of your profile and presence with the social selling index? So you go to linkedin.com forward slash sales forward slash forward slash SSI. So you put that into profile uh, or into your browser and there's just loads of information there about how um, your how LinkedIn sees the strength of your profile and presence. Um, so I think that's a really, really good tip. And this, I'll also put a link in the show notes um, about tips how you can improve your profile as well because um, it's, it's okay seeing the figures, then what can you do with it? Um, and it goes with the tip I think we've probably been, might have mentioned before, but certainly we'll probably mention time and time again, don't just connect with anybody, connect with like, you know, positive people, um, follow positive people. It's the same for all the platforms. If you associate yourself with, you know, people who put out rubbish content, then the risk is that maybe the algorithms may also do the same and kind of treat you in the same form if you do a lot of it on a repeated basis bless you um that's all right but i hope you found this podcast useful uh, kind of our time's up and we really appreciate your time and uh, listening to us today uh, let us know if you use any of the tips and if you have any questions um our email address and social channels are in the show notes um, please make sure you hit subscribe that's our call to action um, to receive the next episode automatically like Emma was saying earlier on um, before we quickly go I was about to say just do the final sign off but I forgot to say we've got some facts as well that we want to kind of like share so my fact of the episode um, is that the internet has 4.54 billion users which I think we always seem to forget it's just a few of us on the internet but actually there's billions of us so who would like to go next with their fact? I was there on a walk with my little 10-year-old the other day and he couldn't get his head around that the internet had been created while I was at school. He couldn't <laughs> get his head around that. We had to Google it and that he just couldn't imagine that. But that's not my fact. My fact is to do with reels, and all, um, which have only been around, obviously, since sort of uh, mid 2020 different countries gone at different times but the LA Lakers who obviously are creating Instagram reels gold all day long and um, but the LA Lakers had a, a reel that has already had over 4.1 million plays just from one 15 second video wow. so you could be the next LA Lakers you just don't know <laughs> what about you Gemma um, well, this used to be my favourite fact when it comes to things like this, but I would have to fact check it 100% to make sure it was still true. It was before. Um, more people in the world own a mobile phone than a toothbrush. Wow, I love that fact. Mm -hmm. That's also and it was, really scary. I need, I need to fact check mm. that, so you'll have to put that in the notes, but that was true up until about a year or so ago, so I I do need to double check that, but that's always been my fit, always been my favorite fact. So I really hope it's still true. And that is a great way for us to wish you well with your dentist appointment. Dentist appointment, I know. Yeah. 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 And to say good luck with that. And we <laughs> and have a, a lovely time. Right. Okay. Well, until next month's episode of the Like, Click and Share podcast, keep well and have a great month ahead. Thank you. Thank Bye. you. Bye. Bye. Bye.